Hello and welcome to Braveheart Conversations, where we learn the art of love through brave and compassionate conversations. I'm Jillian Aurora. And I'm Marie Wallace. And we are your hosts today. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Braveheart Conversations. We're so happy to be here with you today. And straightforward and on. I know. No tech difficulties today. I'm so excited. Let's see if we can make it through without any bloopers today. Um, All right. So welcome to Braveheart Conversations. I am Jillian Aurora, and I'm here with my co-host, Marie Wallace. Hi, everybody. And um, today I'm super excited. We are going to be talking about um, finding common ground in relationships and celebrating Um, the good that we see in each other. I think that there's been a ton of heaviness Mm -hmm. lately. And so we want to kind of go back to our own roots, which is really focusing on the things that we love about each other. Um, So I just want to say thank you to whoever is joining us right now via Facebook Live, or if you have joined us through uh, Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, whatever platform you've joined us. Thank you so much for being here to join this conversation. Yes. And if you would like a little more info and you would like to join us live every week, you can join our Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash groups slash Braveheart Conversations. So please do that if you'd like to be a little more connected. So with that, let's go ahead and get started. Um, Yeah, so it was interesting. This morning I was thinking about assumptions. And um, what came up for me, I was walking my dog this morning, and I have a boxer named Apollo. He's absolutely adorable. He's like my best fur buddy ever. And he has one issue that always irks me, and that is... He doesn't like other dogs Mm. and um, he's never hurt another dog, but he growls and he acts all big and badass and it's always worried me to Mm -hmm. run into another dog. So I always go um, into different neighborhoods or like avoid other dogs however I can because I don't want a conflict. And what I was thinking about was if I simply told someone, hey, my dog doesn't like other dogs. It's like the judgment that I feel is with that one tiny piece of information, people don't like my dog at Mm -hmm. that point. And they've made assumptions and they've made generalizations about how my dog is bad and they don't like it. But here's the thing. If I were to give a whole picture about my dog, I'd say, you know, he's 10 years old. He has lost most of his teeth. (laughs) He's had cancer. Uh, He loves cuddling with kitties. His favorite thing is uh, little kids. Like you would have a very different picture. You'd have a very different image about my dog. Um, And I was thinking um, that's very similar to the way that I'm seeing people show up online is they're seeing like one tiny sliver of a person and then they're making conclusions about that person being bad and, um, and that they don't like them and that they're terrible. Yeah. And so the quote that's been playing in my mind a lot is people are hard to hate up close. And in this particular situation, dog is hard to hate up close. (laughs) 
But I think it's very true is that people are hard to hate up close when we know the full picture, when we, when we get to see them and the fabric that made them, um, we see them differently. And I think we're living in a time where everybody needs a lot more grace. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that we don't, um, we don't pay attention to where other people's wounds can hurt us. So for example, if you have a dog and I'm walking my dog, you should probably keep your distance. Yeah. Right? That's still true, even though I know that my dog is a good dog. Right. The same is true is that we're all walking around with wounds and we can all hurt each other. And so we can still pay attention to those and still see the whole person and we can still see their need for grace. We're all here messy. We're all here learning. And so I think if we can give each other a little grace by seeing our common ground and seeing um, their humanness, I think we would we'd get a lot further. I've talked a lot, so you oh, tell no, you're me good. what comes up for you. <laughs> um, very similar situation. Uh, just things that get put online that where someone doesn't really know the person that's speaking and then they make assumptions and then they jump all in on people. Um, my daughter had a similar situation when our cat was lost and he's declawed. Well, we got him declawed from a shelter and so they just started saying all this hate stuff towards her and, and she's like, my cat is lost. I'm broken hearted. I feel terrible about this situation and you're bashing me about the claws, which I had nothing to do with. It was just a distinguishable, distinguishable mark to be able to tell our cat from another cat. And so that's another picture, like you're saying, it's not the same with humans, but it, it is similar. We don't know anyone's background. I, I've, you know, been had a lot of hits up the last couple of weeks and you don't know my background. You don't know what I've done. You don't know what I've fought for or against. You have, you know, one little sliver mm -hmm. of where I've been in this journey and it's just really, but the same thing has to go from us too, because mm -hmm. I know sometimes I've made assumptions before in the past and without very much knowledge. And yeah, we always want someone else to be more understanding of us. And sometimes we forget yeah. to be as understanding. It's sometimes a one way street. So, yeah. Yeah. I love that you brought that up because I, I know I crave someone giving me the benefit of the doubt. Like that's really big is if somebody watches me make a mistake or watches me say something that get messy, I clumsy, didn't, yeah. you know, it didn't come out the right way or, or whatever. I really want that grace. I so appreciate that grace. Uh, the assumption that, oh, I know, I know who she is. I know that, um, maybe she said something that was inappropriate. I still don't get to be off the hook. Right. Right. Yeah. Which is a We still want you to call us out on it. That's exactly. not what we're saying. Exactly. But I also, like any human being, love to have the benefit of the doubt that someone still sees me and doesn't condemn me because I've made a mistake or because um, even, even looking back, you know, I look at some of the beliefs that I've had in the past, some of the actions that I took, some of the things I thought were the right way, and I can kind of giggle at myself, right? Mm -hmm. Like, wow, that's... That's, That's crazy. Twisted. I thought that. 
Um, but that's all part of my journey. Mm-hmm. And I know that I still have beliefs today that I don't see yet. Mm-hmm. They're blind spots today. But eventually, as I grow and learn, I'll see them. Mm-hmm. And I, I trust that I will see them. I trust that people will lovingly bring those to my attention and I will get the opportunity to upgrade my mm-hmm. beliefs. Um, but I so appreciate that being done with grace and love and not condemnation and attacking. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get to show up in the same way. And I, like so many people, have struggled recently with knowing, like, where's the line? You know, do I value diversity or I do I value only having people in my space that believe exactly the same things. Like so these mm-hmm. are some of the, the things that have br- been brought to all of our attention. And what's really been going on in my mind is, you know, I've done some reading about how we've become very polarized and mm-hmm. we have self segregated in our belief systems and um, how that's actually been really harmful for us. And it stops dialogue and it stops um, communication. And so it stops uniqueness in things too. Yeah, and it stops that grace that we're talking about where I can giggle at my old beliefs, but I'm so grateful mm-hmm. that people kept me around even though they were like, God, Jill believes the craziest stuff. We're all but, on so many different paths and journeys and, and in different stages in that journey. So yes, all of us need that grace because mm-hmm. either we're not aware we're just not to that point yet in our journey. And so, yeah. So what I really have come to understand, because this is the beauty, is when we have these these conflicts, we get to get clear about what we want. I would have never even had this self-dialogue if these conflicts hadn't arisen. But what I got to be really clear about was what I was unavailable for or available for. Mm-hmm. I'm totally available for diversity and, like, really wide a wide spectrum of opinions and beliefs what i'm not available for is hostility Mm -hmm. i'm not available for Mm mean-spiritedness so when i see hostility or mean-spiritedness from anyone towards another human being or towards myself they don't get to be in my space Mm -hmm. but if they're able to communicate whatever beliefs they have in a way that is open and honest and vulnerable I'm all game I'm all game I want to show up with curiosity and questions and um, we want to grow and learn too right I want to understand from your perspective well as we do that as we grow and learn about each other our relationships get better yeah they deepen they're more fulfilling they're more honoring and that's the space that we're looking to come from is that that deeper more honoring versus this surface kind of thing that's going mm-hmm. on and what i've found is when there's when there's a strong opinion i have often found that what's under that is pain mm-hmm. i've found that what's under that is fear lots of fear and um, it always comes from some experience they've had or some, some pain. And I can, I can honor that. I can relate to that. And um, I think that when, 
when we come at an issue or a strongly held belief that someone holds and we come at that with condemnation and judgment, it only deepens that uh, belief. And the divide. And the divide. Yeah. And I'm really saddened to see a lot of those sorts of attacks happening all over the online community is if you don't believe my way, then screw you, you're a terrible person. Yeah. And and that makes me sad because that's this little sliver. Um, That's not the whole being. And I really, uh, you know, this is the mediator speaking in me. Uh, but I really value those those peace talks. I really value um, coming at any situation that seems like ridiculous to walk in and ask questions like, well, what makes you say that? What makes you believe that? And um, questions open all of these beautiful doors into understanding that person, understanding their belief system, and finding common ground. Um, I think it's a really important time to listen, like active listening, which Mm -hmm. is, did I hear you say this, right? Um, I, I think I heard you say blah, blah, blah. Is that correct? Um, this is the time for those kinds of conversations. It's putting our emotions on the back burner, our own judgments that come up and, and really engaging with that person. And openness. Agreed. Yeah. Um, I've seen a lot of people in mediation who are angry. They are mad as hornets. <laughs> well, it's again coming from pain and fear. Yeah. Fear of what's next. Pain from all that's happened to get to that point. So there. And we don't come to resolution when people just dig their heels in more. And, and I'm right. <laughs> yeah. And so often what really helps crack those conversations open is as a mediator, I get to kind of stop them and say, let's, let's pause. And um, we're looking for common ground. We're looking to meet needs. We're looking to listen. We're taking turns. You know, it's all like the, the stuff that we would teach a toddler mm-hmm. in communication that we forget so easily. Um, the rules of engagement, listening. Um, yeah. Being open to it. So there, you do have to have the rules that you'll play by, the mm-hmm. rules of engagement, so that it becomes a... Because you can't hear when you're, when you're digging your heels in mm-hmm. and, you, and it's only your way or the highway and, and wanting to be right versus coming to a resolution right. and, you know, I'm going to get something better or more than you. And it, it's, it's just a more, just finding the beauty in what's going on. Um, I always call it the find the gold, but it's just finding the beauty <coughs> in what's happening awesome. and finding ways to be more um, thoughtful of each other and understanding of each other, even during a difficult time. Yeah. I think a, a big... Um, misconception that we're all having right now is this idea that compassion negates having any boundaries and we can still show up with compassion and love without um, sacrificing our boundaries and our values Mm -hmm. they're actually really 
compatible. Like Very compatible. they're good friends. And let me explain what I mean is I can still say I'm unavailable for this topic of conversation or I'm unavailable for, like I said before, hostility or um, I'm unavailable for uh, unconstructive conversations. That's a boundary of mine as well. I can still hold those boundaries and, and see our common ground and celebrate our common ground. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, instead of saying, because you don't agree with me here or because this conversation is terrible when we have it, I'm just going to throw you out entirely. Um, that's not how change happens. Well, that's why we call this Braveheart Conversations. It's being able to step up, step into the conversation with boundaries. Like you said, it's a very... It, it, it's honoring of everyone. Everyone has this... When you play sports, you play by certain agreements, and it, it's like playing a sport. You both all agree to this is how the conversation will go, and if it gets hostile, you know, then then you have protocol. So it's it's just having some boundaries that help shape the conversation to make it honorable for everyone. Yeah, or like when I'm in mediation, there are rules. You know, there have to be. Otherwise, <laughs> we will take a break if someone starts mm-hmm. yelling or attacking the other person. When when everything devolves into unconstructive conversation, the conversation doesn't continue. Well, We're it's done. not constructive. It goes back to the other thing. It, nothing can happen in that. Mm-hmm. And it goes with the conversation we had last week, too. When, when people are in situations, because I know for me, when someone starts yelling, I shut down. I, Mm-hmm. Nothing good's going to happen. Like no. you said, 20 minutes. For tw- at least 20 minutes, we have to find some way to decompress and, and bring ourselves back down mm-hmm. so that we can have a constructive conversation. It won't, it won't do us any good and we won't move forward. We will just stay stuck. Yeah, yeah. So, Marie, I feel like this is really your like expertise, your wheelhouse. It's how do you constructively build... A relationship that is maybe there is some diversity of opinion there's some common ground but how do you really pour into and nourish those relationships this is my fun this is the part I love I I think it's just a daily intention you let's say it's a partnership a couple and it's it's deciding every day and sometimes every moment even through the difficult parts that you love this person and that you're on the same team Mm. and I do think that a lot of times people forget that we're on the same team yeah and and in order for us to have the support that we need from our partner um, we need to use that kind of thinking and it's daily intention when I get up in the morning before my feet hit the ground, I think of at least three things that I love about my partner. And it's it's almost like a bank account for all the things that are gonna happen during the day. But, but I also really enjoy him. But the thing is, is we've built that over time because people go, oh, it makes it so easy. Well, it looks easy now because we've had 25 years, but it's still daily intentions, daily, every day, choosing them, choosing, um, having the boundaries. We have fair fighting rules from the very beginning. It is knowing how to operate within that re- that relationship and then also having rules for fighting. I think that's important too. So, so before they get to you, 
<laughs> hopefully, hopefully uh, those things are in place so that you can have constructive conversations because there's going to be disagreements all the time. Absolutely. All the time. Mm-hmm. And, and how you handle that is just, like you said, just nurturing that relationship, giving it giving it some love and tenderness and kindness and compassion Mm -hmm. and realizing that that the and the same thing as in your mediation realizing there's some good in this Mm -hmm. this conversation and realizing there's good in this other person there we're just disagreeing and sometimes we disagree to you know we agree to disagree right that we're never going to get to that common ground that you were talking about and that's okay too it's just accepting that we all come from different things and even when you're coming into a relationship you have so many different Mm -hmm. experiences and and backgrounds and traditions and things and you're trying to meld them together so yeah Mm -hmm. just making that important thing every day just to spend time yeah nurturing it and giving it some things so that's what helps deepen that relationship yeah I love the gratitude piece you can never go wrong with gratitude um Yeah, a couple things came up for me as you were speaking. One is, you know, even in a divorcing couple that's mediating, there's still common ground. You know, if we're talking about custody of children, their common ground is that they want the best for those children. Exactly. There's always something that we want the same thing. So it's Mm -hmm. going back to that we're a team. We want the same thing. Um, We may not want everything the same, but there are some things we really are wanting the same thing. Um, And the other thing is... You know, from my perspective, when we're talking about nourishing relationships, a huge piece of that is trust. Definitely. And I always go back to, you know, I can't, I swear I can't go a single episode without talking about Brene Brown. (laughs) (laughs) But I love her anatomy of trust. Um, So BRAVING is the acronym she uses. And I'll just really quickly breeze through this. But uh, B is boundaries. Do we both have boundaries? Are we saying what we want? And are we respecting what each Mm -hmm. other is saying that they they are requiring? Um, R is reliability. Are we following through with what we say we're going to do? Yeah. That's That's super important. Um, A is accountability. Are we taking accountability for our mistakes and making amends when we've done something that's been Mm -hmm. hurtful? V, vault. Do we keep in confidence what's been shared with us? That's super important. I is integrity, which is do I choose to do the right thing instead of what's fun, fast, or easy? N is non-judgment. Can I ask, can we both ask for what we need without any, uh, any judgment? And then G, which we've talked about today, mm-hmm. generous assumptions. Am I always believing the best of that person? And am I, am I assuming the best um, before I find out, you know, maybe I find out that somebody's done something bad, but are we offering that benefit of the doubt, which mm-hmm. is so huge. Um, so I think in nourishing relationships, I always go back to this fundamental, which is this foundation of trust because if you don't have those elements there's nothing to nourish nothing because it's like you're just pouring water on a on a container with a lid on it you know it's Mm -hmm. not going anywhere um so in order to actually absorb any of the nourishment or love that you're pouring into a relationship there has to be a foundation of trust and that's what we're really talking about in having these uh, relationships with people who have a diverse background and opinion is um, 
we get to still come from a place of trust, mutual trust, mutual respect. Yeah. And generation of <laughs> generalization of assumptions, it is something that we all want others to give us back to the beginning that, of our conversation. We want that for ourselves and sometimes we're not really good at believing the best in people. Mm -hmm. And then I also want to address that, you know, and we've done this in previous episodes, generalizing someone as a good person or a bad person because of a behavior that they, they had. You know, we just lump them all in. Well, you're a good person and you're a bad person right. because you made this choice or that choice or you did this thing or that thing. And so I just really wanted to come back around to that too because mm -hmm. there are a lot of those things going around. This person's a bad person. Don't talk to them. Don't be around. You know, you just can't lump everything mm -hmm. all up in one thing. And by separating someone and demonizing them, we block their healing too. Um, again, different than boundaries. Mm -hmm. I can set boundaries and I can say, I choose not to participate in your behavior. I can totally, yeah, do, do that all day you long. You do you. <laughs> but <Over there. laughs> that's different than saying, I hate you. You're a bad person. And I hope nobody hangs out with you. It's just a block you. of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, there's a big difference there. Um, and you know, I've seen this and I've spoken about this for a long time, uh, a, a kind of a trigger word for me, um, in this topic is narcissist, you know, yes. they're such a narcissist and I work in relationships, right. And healing toxic relationships. And, um, so narcissism is this really big thing right now. It's this bad. And, um, first of all, narcissism uh, narcissistic, narcissistic personality disorder is a mental illness, um, but it doesn't make someone a bad person. Are they very wounded? Are they unavailable to love? Are they abusive? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And um, hating that person does not do us any favors or them any favors. Um, it is, it's just demonizing a person and then actually blocking ourselves from having any healing. Does that make sense? Because mm -hmm. we're then blaming, we're, we're diffusing all of our own responsibility for exactly. our own choices. So we, yeah, so that we don't have any responsibility. Mm -hmm. We're pushing it off on someone else. So if someone is coming at me with hostility, um, my love is unconditional, but my presence is not. Mm -hmm. So um, if someone is crossing a boundary for me, it's my responsibility to enforce those boundaries. And a boundary for me is that I'm only available for constructive conversations. I don't really get to control if that person is going to be open or not. I can just control that I'm only open to have open conversations. And sometimes you can also, um, if someone's closed off, is make an appointment for another time yep. where, where they've had a little time to really think about what's going on with them. I know that that's helped in a lot of situations for me and the people that I've talked with is you make an appointment and say, hey, I would really like to talk to you and have this conversation. I know it's a difficult conversation. When do you think you would be available? And then you can almost right at the beginning of that conversation because then it's a new conversation, a new day, a new experience. Yeah. You can build some small little boundaries in there 
so that it, it can be a more open conversation. I love that. Yeah, that's a great way to enforce boundaries is to say, um, I'm not available for unconstructive conversations. I've noticed that this has become hostile and I really want to have this conversation with you, but we're gonna have to try again at another time when we can both be open. Another strategy is um, you can get a third party. So mm -hmm. you could say something like, um, it seems like we're struggling to have this conversation in a way that's constructive. So perhaps finding a third party would be helpful for us. Um, yeah, there's no taboo. I mean, counselors, I mean, Joe and I, we've had counselors, we've had coaches. We, we all can use a third party sometimes mm -hmm. on those really difficult conversations. So that's a really yes. good point. Yeah. Yeah. You can always strategize. There's nothing wrong with getting another person involved. You don't have <laughs> to throw the whole relationship away to honor that boundary. You can, um, enforce that boundary by, Hey, I'm, I'm going to get off the phone right now because this conversation isn't isn't feeling good it's not, not productive constructive. yeah um so we'll we'll try again and the thing is when you start setting those boundaries and following through super reliability key, yeah when you follow through um you start teaching them what you're available for or unavailable for and so then they will show up differently they will know subconsciously when they're showing up they will know there are certain things that if I say this conversation is gonna end um, so I, if they I want not, it to look different they gotta act different <laughs> exactly so um, super good question I've asked him to give me ideas about how to fix something he still seems to be his way or the highway yeah so here's the thing is I'm not available for relationships that don't um, have win-win solutions. We're both invested in win-win solutions. So if I find that I'm in a relationship that is not uh, invested or interested in win-win solutions, or you're on the same team, then I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I'm not in that relationship. Then, and, and this is this is a hard line, and this is hard for a lot of people to hear because a lot of people want to stay in relationships and they want to change the other person. It's and just not going to happen. There's, you know, I, I don't have a magic wand for you to change another person. And I, I'm glad I don't <laughs> because every person gets to make their own choices. So what it sounds like is you're in a relationship with someone who's really not interested in a relationship. They're interested in a hierarchy where they're calling all of the shots mm -hmm. and, and it's fun to have you around. Um, that's not a relationship. So um, we all get the opportunity to be honest and behavior is what informs us. So if you're in a relationship where your partner's actions are telling you they're not invested in a win-win solution and they don't care what your opinion is, big red flag, not for them, for you. So you get to decide what your next decision is based on their behavior. Um, I've, walked, I've walked a lot of people through divorces that have been together for a long time. And um, unfortunately, the time that people have been in relationships is sometimes the um, the thing. There's that too they, much water under the bridge to really. Yeah, they're allowing um, themselves to tolerate unacceptable behavior because um, they don't. They're afraid of wasting time. And here's what I want to say before we wrap up. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you've never wasted time. 
in in any relationship you've been in, you've never wasted time. If you've been in a marriage 23 years or 50 years, years, um, you've never wasted that time. You have gotten miracles from that relationship. You've learned to master things. You chose that relationship for a reason. So um, that doesn't mean that that season will last forever. Sometimes seasons end because we outgrow those relationships and there's nothing wrong with that. And I'm going to stop there. I could go way further because this is my wheelhouse. (laughs) So if you want to learn more, um, I talk so much about this topic um, in my blog. So if you go to goddesslifecoaching.com, then you can find more information there um, about leaving relationships and when do I stay, when do I, when do I leave, all of those things, like check all that out. Um, and we've got some episodes that we cover some of that as well. So, um, but with that, yeah, we'll, we'll wrap up this conversation about finding common ground and celebrating our common ground. Um, I hope this has been helpful for you guys. I'm so thankful that you've all been here with us. And um I hope you will join us next week. I hope you will contact us if you have any questions, if you have anything further that comes up. that or new topics. Right. You're challenged by something that we've said or you have a topic suggestion, definitely reach out. You can contact me personally at defytheaverage at gmail.com or Marie. Marie at mariesgold.com. Yes. You can also join us again on our um Facebook group where you can join discussions there and ask questions. That is facebook.com slash groups slash Braveheart Conversations. And with that, we will see you all again next week. You can join us every Thursday morning. And I hope that you have a fantastic week. We love you all. God bless. Bye-bye, everyone. (laughs) 